Welcome to the Jesus People segment of the Antioch Indie Podcast, a place where each week we're going to hear from different people about what it means to walk with God. We hope that you leave encouraged and equipped and that this builds your faith for what God wants to do in your life. Welcome everybody to the Jesus People segment of our Antioch Indie Podcast. I have two beautiful friends of mine on today. And although they are both women and all of us are women, I hope that guys stay engaged in this because what we want to talk about today is for everybody. And I think you guys both lead out in this really beautiful Lee, beautiful Lee. <laughs> so I have Crystal Brown hey, and Linda Zanaco Hello. on today. So Linda, you are Andrew's mom. I am. And Steve's wife. Yes. And you are also Linda Zanaco. I am. Just by yourself. But I'm honey to Rose and Jude and, and honey Smith, so that's like my favorite. Andrew <laughs> and Heather's kids. And then Crystal, um, for everyone who doesn't know you, why don't you tell us what you do and who you are. Who I am. Yeah, so my name is Crystal Brown, and I have a husband, Josh, and we also have two young girls. We have Ellie, who's eight, and then we have Millie, who is 10 months old. Um, and so for work, I co-own Radiate 60 Hair Salon. Best hair salon ever. Best salon in Indy. It's so great. And you <laughs> cut people's hair. Cut people's hair, color, color people's, people's hair. hair. You do my hair. I, everybody in the church, you do I everybody. do their hair. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Okay, and what do you do for church right now? What do you mean? You lead a? We lead a life group. <laughs> Tuesday night. What do yes. I do? Yes. And what then do on I Sunday do mornings, here? you guys show up frequently, and Yeah, so Sunday mornings, we are pre-service prayer team. Uh, we get here at 9 a.m., and we just hear the voice of God, and we pray over the service. We pray over um, worship team, over the kids, and then just try to hear God for um, all of the people that are coming to service that day. Mm -hmm. So how does that work, like when... You have people who come who are on your prayer team, right? Mm -hmm. And they show up on Sunday. They get something. They feel like, oh, the Lord. I feel like the Lord's highlighting this. Yeah. How does that work on a Sunday? Do you tell Andrew? Yeah. So if we feel like we're hearing something or we see a picture, um, we will tell Andrew and then he will pray into it. And it's really cool to how God will give us like little tidbits. Mm -hmm. And then he gives Andrew like a a verse or something to kind of capitalize on it and, you know, cast vision um, over like during service time. I think it's so yeah. cool. No, it's really neat to watch it play out. Mm -hmm. What's one that like you, that really stands out to you? Do you have one s Sunday where something happened, someone said something and, or even just a recent example? Um, well, it was actually, this wasn't even Andrew's, but it was like world mandate. Mm -hmm. um, I, when we were praying before that, I felt like the Lord was um, saying that he was handing out keys to each person in the mm -hmm. sermon that day. Wow. And then um, Jimmy actually said something about, like the Lord was handing out keys to everybody, like to, for freedom and that. And I was like, Oh my God. And I, like, Sam, I well, God. Sam was standing next to me and he had no idea. And I like smacked him and I was like, I heard the voice of God. And he said that. And he like, we're just excited for yeah. no reason. It was just, it was awesome. No, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it was so cool. cool. And it's cool how I was thinking about this yesterday. The wind was blowing in our backyard and it moved our pond. And I was thinking about when Jesus says, so it is all who are born of the spirit. Like it's like mm -hmm. the wind yeah. and no one knows where it blows from. And I was like, what did you mean by that Lord? And then I was just reminded of those times that feel so dynamic with the Holy spirit and Lord, the Lord's doing something in someone and then something in someone else. And when it comes together yeah. and it's like the same theme, it's oh, so yeah. strange mm -hmm. and it's so him, you know, yeah. it's hard to even pinpoint where those things are birthed out of, but it, 
That's awesome. No, I love that. I love that he gives us little tidbits, but it's that that sharing. So you have to talk about it. So if right. you hear the voice of God and then you go and share it with someone else, it's just cool how he's like pieces all of it mm, together. Right. And then yeah. you feel encouraged because you heard the voice of God. Yeah. Someone feels encouraged because they're obviously like, it's what they needed. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love well, because separate, you feel a little crazy. You're <laughs> right. like, was that me or was that God? Right. So then when you tell someone it's and then it's confirmation, you're like, mm. oh, okay. Yeah. But it's just great that he wants to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. he cares about our Sunday mornings. Mm. You know? So much. Which is so cool because it's, yeah. it seems sometimes it's like, oh, are we trying to make this thing happen? Mm-hmm. But when he starts speaking, there's something about when we gather together that. Yeah really powerful yeah well i know you're wanting more people on that team right yes if you love to pray or if you just want to know more about the church or just anything or you want friends we're pretty cool to hang out with (laughs) i mean sometimes it's just josh and i and but that is just amazing because we'll just well we won't even know what we're praying gonna like start praying with and Mm -hmm. then it's really cool to see how it ends up at the end and like all of these different things that we were praying into and you're like whoa Mm -hmm. like you know, just like praying for depression or anxieties and you're like praying this over specific people that you have no idea who they even are. Yeah. It's just, it's a really neat experience. That is so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys have done an awesome job setting culture for that. And yeah. I think casting yeah. vision for it. So when people kind of come and go in and out of that, mm-hmm. not on a regular basis on Sunday morning, I know mm-hmm. that when I have gone on my way to, to church, I'm already thinking, mm-hmm. I know what Crystal's aiming for. Mm-hmm. And it sets something in my mind of even asking God all the way to church, you know, starting in a prayerful way, but like, God, what do you have for us? And he gave me a word one morning on the way to church. And then when we got there and we were praying through it and I started, you know, like you said, sharing it with the group, praying through it. And then Andrew starts preaching and talking about the Sabbath. I had Mm -hmm. no idea what he was preaching on that week. And yeah, and we are jumping up and down like, wait a minute, you know, and why are we always surprised when God does it? Because that's our intention. And it's just like the promise that when we seek him, we will find him. And I think when we seek him for a word and then we find him in it, we just delight like little children, like we've just been given candy. And you guys have done a great job in your faithfulness to that first. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. It's so cool. It makes me think too. It's hard. Like I feel like as humans, we get in routine so easily and we think things are mundane, but I think like God has enough energy to make nothing mundane, (laughs) Yeah, you know? And so every Sunday, even though we show up every Sunday, it can be Mm -hmm. exciting and a new opportunity to hear God. So how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to? Yeah. So you can reach out to me on Instagram. We have my Instagram um, handle on the top highlights tab in our um, Antioch one. Um, or you can text me. My number is on my personal Instagram. So that's the easiest way to communicate. Um, we're not really doing it as a like an obligation. You don't have to be there every Sunday. Yeah. So just to keep that excitement. It's mm-hmm. like if you wake up and you're like, I really want to go pray, yeah. then you can pray. You don't have to feel like, oh, it's my, it's Sunday, my Sunday to pray. <laughs> like then there's no point to yeah. do that. But like we're genuinely excited to be there. So just we just show up. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. great. All right, Linda, tell us a little bit about you. I've introduced you, obviously, a little bit. Well, I am um, founder of a ministry here in the city. So in thinking about the topic we're going to be talking about today, mm-hmm. um, I, I just love the opportunities God gives us to do mm-hmm. kingdom work inside the church and outside the church. And the, I feel, of course, the value of the local church is so important. But I also feel that what God has given me with He Knows Your Name is a church without walls. And yeah. I love that as we love our city well, um, and we try to invite everyone into what we're doing in our daily work, daily lives, that there's so much purpose in it. Mm -hmm. And the values of Antioch just bleed out into everything else we're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so as we talk about 
what we're going to be into just the sharing about evangelism and realizing that the kingdom work can happen everywhere, no matter what we're doing. Yeah. And for me, it, it's, you know, happening just through my daily life and my tribe, um, having lived here for almost 35 years and the experience I have of just so many relationships of people that go to so many different churches and so much crossover inside the church and outside the church that um, I am just in relationship with a lot of people. And just trying to not have any boundaries to my Christianity and just being true to who I am wherever I am every day of the week. You know, whether I'm in Kroger or I'm doing my ministry um, or I'm here at church, you know, where I don't lead anything here at church, but Mm -hmm. I support everything at church. Mm -hmm. And realizing that that role is still really important and I feel so much value in it. And I um, am so satisfied in that place. Mm It's so great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, So you referenced it a little bit, but I wanted to have y'all both on today because of, I have so many friends who live missionally, but when I think about people who get a high off of, (laughs) if I can say that, off of talking Uh to people they've never met before, um, and just engaging them in conversation, believing that every single person has a spiritual history, Mm -hmm. whether they know it or not, whether they're walking with God or not, because they're made in the image of God, they have a connection and like a history with God and that God wants to speak to them. I think of y'all both. And so I wanted y'all on today. And I think this does fit under the umbrella. You know, we talked about culture last week with Andrew and he listed those, the five values that we have, like the rooms basically. Sure. um, Living missionally is one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's the one that I think I resound most with. I get most excited (laughs) about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think uh, ever since just I was little, I have hated the idea of a bunker Christianity that's sure. like, let's all hide out together and share the same yeah. beliefs. I'm like, oh, that sounds so awful. Yeah. <laughs> like right. painful. Um, and so I think of y'all both and I, I wanted to have you both on. I think it's interesting before we started, I just assumed Linda that you were an extrovert because you love mm. evangelism. Um, but, and then you said you were not an extrovert. Mm-hmm. You are. Right. Introverted. Well, as i I mean, I was raised in a mainline denomination church. And so when I became a Christian at 26 years old and I realized that um, the gospel had been, you know, given to me in a way through a church service that I had never heard anything like, I I realized that my entire family needed to hear the same thing. And Mm -hmm. so I started praying that not my whole family would come to Christ in my lifetime and I would see it. And in that God burned into me that, you know, I needed to be one of those voices Mm -hmm. into that. And, um, but I had no idea how to answer for what I believed. And so I did, I went to an evangelism explosion class. That's what it was called. And um, very intense. (laughs) And we went door to door. And I mean, we did all the terrifying things, but we memorized a lot of scripture. It was, um, but it was a deep class in theology, but it was um, also just the confrontation of everyone's worst fear. And that is going door to door. Um, And I think that set in my heart, no question, um, in motion, just like it just took down the wall of fear. Mm -hmm. And actually in that, and since then, God primarily has used me in that way of talking to strangers, mm-hmm. you know, like I being on the moan on and saying, like, I walk by a lady sitting on a bench with her baby and he's like, go talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on a treadmill at the gym and it's like some guy comes over and, you know, hi, I'm a new trainer in town. And I um, just wondered if you have any questions about the gym. And, you know, he walks away and the Lord is like, go tell him about me, you know, and realizing that the voice of God 
has spoken to me most openly and clearly in ways of prompting me to share him with people. And I'm thankful that I don't always do it perfectly, but I do it on purpose. And if I'm on purpose, then I know that I'm not quenching the spirit. Mm -hmm. But the more I've done that, honestly, no one has ever told me no. And and that I think is the greatest fear is that people think everyone's going to go, you're weird, you know, (laughs) stop talking to me. I don't want to hear this. And I think people are hungry and they want people talking to them I think but and when we dispel that fear of the whole stranger thing Mm -hmm. um it's it just tears down the wall and then I think we can do it so I've I've really been doing that for like 30 years yeah and I feel like the um the idea of you even being an introvert um I think I think there is something to the idea of all of us, you know, in a church, we're very different. All of us, right? We're gifted so differently. Personalities are so different. And it's easy to look at someone like Crystal and like, be like, oh, she's so dynamic and in people's face and like in a good way. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Is that good? (laughs) It's like, oh, of course she like is just, she's leading energy. You know, it's like, oh, like she's going to tell people about Jesus, but I'm just me and I'm kind of the wallflower. And for, for us to just take all those limitations away and say like God wants to use mm-hmm. you and yeah. your personality could actually be exactly what someone needs you know who yeah. might be turned off by someone more in like boisterous like I can be a lot for people and they might need someone who feels more introverted yeah. and can connect on that level who's not going to ask them a bunch of questions you know yeah. and like does it does that resound with you too oh totally and I but I think with Crystal I mean I think about you doing the work you do and you have yes. one person in your chair right, and it yeah. is a one-on-one thing <laughs> you know we aren't out speaking in stadiums yeah. doing this it's like at the end of the day it's a one conversation yeah, one at a time. and you bring a softness and a gentleness one-on-one Absolutely. that has nothing to do with you being an extrovert right. you know and that's why it's beautiful and that's why it works and that's why it's just effective for you like yeah. learning to gauge that person's personality so it's funny that that you say like I'm in your face like this wasn't I wasn't I didn't grow up an extrovert yeah, like I was more insecure more timid like I mm-hmm. had a lot of self-esteem issues growing up and so I had to like I would have never been this way when I was younger yeah Um, and I also really didn't know the Lord so this came this kind of personality came after I figured out who I was um, in Jesus and all of those insecurities just fell off because I was comfortable with who I am Mm -hmm. and so then I started to be able to be an extrovert because it was like I don't care if you think bad about me or you know what I mean it wasn't a I don't care how you view me mm-hmm. type situation it was just like this is who I am yeah and then when I was saved and just fell in love with Jesus then it was like I need to tell everybody about this yes, so it I just kind it. of all rolled into one yes. yeah no, it's so but great. I do feel like that sometimes I'll engage someone especially new people at church and then I'll leave that conversation and I'll be like I was too intense yeah. like they're not <laughs> ever going to come back <laughs> and they probably loved you yeah. no but I, I identify with that so I, as we're talking about this um Like, I would just love to hear some stories. What does it look like for you, you know, when you said you went to Kroger? Has there been a story where you shared with someone, you felt prompted, you (laughs) shared, and either it didn't go well, but you left and you're like, hey, I was obedient, or it did go well. Do you want to, do you have something like that? Yeah, I mean, my kids were really little, and I was at a marsh on a rainy day, and I was after school, and the bag, the guy that was bagging was just talking to somebody next to him, and he said, 
he made a reference about, you know, only 144,000 people go to heaven and that's it. And I have had some exposure to Jehovah's Witnesses Mm -hmm. and I, it just like in my brain went to, that's what he's believing. And that's probably something he's heard. Um, And I know in that area, they frequent the parking lot of that Marshall lot. Wow. And so I was like, hey, would you bring my groceries out to my car with me? And so out we went and with the cart, you know, and my kids in tow, I just said, tell me about that. Where'd you hear that? And just started speaking into that and asking him a lot of questions. And um, it started to rain really hard. And I had a van at the time where the back just popped up and we literally stood under it like it was a little shelter for us. And the kids all got in the car. It's, It's funny. I remember Andrew in the very back of the van looking over at me, listening to me. And I just talked with him and ended up leading him to Christ right there in the parking lot. Yeah. And it's just over the cart, you know, but realizing like if we have ears and we're spiritually inclined to what we're hearing people say, there is a spiritual nugget, I believe, in almost everything. Mm -hmm. There's a hunger that is exposed. And if we are listening for it and and really looking for opportunities to speak into things, we Mm -hmm. will see opportunities everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I didn't end up using, you know, my evangelism tools yeah you know it's like when you're in the moment with a person and you're speaking to another human and you hear their heart and it becomes organic um we just I think have confidence in that to say I I want to I want to serve this person and give them something of value that is going to be sustainable for them in whatever way that means whether it's through prayer or actually sharing the gospel start yeah. to finish or giving them a nugget of truth mm-hmm. that we just know God will use in their heart and yeah. plant that seed. I yeah. love that. I love that you did it with your kids in tow. Yeah. Because I think I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I would love to do this, but I have four right. kids that are screaming off yes. my cart right now. I'm like, yeah. I yeah. do not have time. I don't have time for <laughs> Jesus <this>. covered because <laughs> I don't have time. But I love that you took time yeah. in what would be so busy, you know, and so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Crystal? Well, I don't, I'm still working on, I am not really great at walking up to a stranger and be like, let me tell you about Jesus. Yes. Like, I feel like I haven't, not, not even like that's a thing to achieve, but like, yeah. that's not how I approach the situation. I feel like I yeah, do better with relationships. Yes. So like building a relationship, building a trust with someone first, um, and a prayer for me and my personal life is like lord give me eyes to see people the way that you see people Mm -hmm. and so that when i go to work or when i go out i don't just see a cashier i don't just see a client like Mm -hmm. i see their hurts or i see their pains and it's really interesting like through conversation with someone sitting in my chair they'll be talking about you know i don't like the way my hair looks but then i'm like lord what like tell me something past that and Mm -hmm. so then i'll start to see internal hurts Mm -hmm. and then i can speak into that and so i feel like I will build a relationship and build a trust with people. And it's interesting is when I first get a client or there's a first relationship, they don't want to talk about Jesus. Yeah. But they know my, you know, my relationship with him. Um, But then like, you know, weeks go by and then they'll start to ask for advice. And then they'll start to, you know, and then in that conversation, I get to tell them about the love of God in my own personal life Mm -hmm. and minister into their life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then specifically with people that, um, our employees at work, um, you know, they're asking for prayer now. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, they didn't even want to hear about Jesus. And now it's like, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys pray. Right. And so that's, I mean, it's just really neat to see those relationships and how they, there's a trust there and they, they trust um, what we have to say 
because it's going to come from like an honest place and it's not like we don't have an agenda yeah to push right i love that you bring up prayer because Mm -hmm. prayer is an on-ramp to talk to people whether we know them or not yeah and you know i'm in the nordstrom's bathroom the other night and this you know gals in their housekeeping Mm -hmm. and i said how can i pray for you tonight you know you're probably ending it's like eight o'clock stores closing soon and she just turns and leans over and starts talking and you know that is a great tool to use and i think it's it's not the jesus word it's Mm -hmm. not like you're stepping into something where you're going to get all this response of like their religion or their background of stuff but you're it i don't know i think people receive that really well i think that's a great tool to use as a first step Um, But I think also, how do we create an environment in our lives where just our countenance, we are so abiding and so like at peace with Jesus that Mm -hmm. like Nicodemus, he just went up to Jesus at night. Like I picture Jesus sitting at a fire, just warming himself. And, you know, where are we cultivating those fires? Mm -hmm. You know, and you talk about it like in work, in your work environment, with people you know, but like where people can just feel safe and come over to us and just say, Hey, like, I just sense this about you, Mm. or I know you pray. So will you pray for me or with me? Or can we have a conversation about something? And I think that's what we really need to be doing to prepare our hearts for even the subject of kingdom conversation, because that's what it is. It's Mm -hmm. not to share a gospel start to finish or Mm -hmm. have it be like, did they pray or the, pray the prayer at right, the end? Right. You know, it's like, I think if we just get settled on the fact that we prayed a prayer yeah. and we just took that person and gave them access into the throne room of God, um, then we will change the atmosphere yeah. around us and around them yeah. that will give them a taste of spirituality that maybe they've not had before. I was yeah. say, like, people are, they're longing for it. Um, so we use that app Shipped for the grocery deliveries. Yeah. Um, and something that, like, how I wanted to incorporate kingdom into that, like, they're serving me. Like, that is mm-hmm. such a blessing for yes. someone to bring you your right. groceries. <laughs> and so there's a tech, they, they'll text you. And so at the end of it, they'll, like, thank you for using Shipped. And Um, Josh and I will always ask that person, is there anything that we can pray for for you? Yes. And so there was one night I asked that question. The lady sent me something sweet for me to pray for her. Well, then I remembered I didn't pray for her the next morning. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to pray for her. So I got out of the shower. I prayed for her. And then I went to text her, and the number was invalid. So I was like, man, I really wanted to, like, talk to her. So I went to Target that night, randomly saw her. She didn't even see, like, it was weird. She was in the aisle and I was like, Hey, is your name so and so? And she was like, Yes. <laughs> Super weirded yeah. out. I was like, You <laughs> delivered groceries to me last night and I just want to let you know that I did pray for you wow. and I tried to text you back and she just stood there like very dumbfounded and yeah. she said, Nobody has ever done that for me before. It's amazing. I was like, So something so simple. Right. It was just a text, it was just a prayer, mm-hmm. but for her and then it was like a sweet conversation and then we went about our way. Yeah. But it was just a really sweet moment to use something that we do all the time, this mm-hmm. app but use it for ministry. Yeah. And people yeah. aren't expecting, they aren't expecting us to care. Right. I think yeah. we live in such a fast pace. You know, I was in the grocery store today. Everyone's like wheeling their carts around, like about to hit each other. And I was like, if one of us would just pause yeah. right. and be aware of other people. Yeah. And I think that is the power of really like evangelism at its heart is, is knowing like this person needs, like all of us have need mm-hmm. for the father. Yeah. Right. And so if I can just slow down enough to, to engage that need and to remind them of God. I was reading today in Psalm 19, it talks about how like the heavens declare the glory of God, the open skies proclaim his handiwork and that day to day they put forth his knowledge like Mm -hmm. all over the earth. And just thinking like people know, even if they, they're not in the family of God yet, 
they're like they know he exists yeah you know like god is is not a foreign word Mm -hmm. even if they don't believe he exists but the minute you break in with something that that shows them that he's thinking of them Mm -hmm. you know like you just don't know what that seed planted in the minds of people will do right and to your point that you don't have to share the romans road in entirety and be like do you understand salvation right you know like it's like sometimes yes yes and then sometimes you trust the holy spirit to do well and just show the kindness of god Mm -hmm. to people because even if they have heard the word god or if they heard jesus um it might be they might have a negative, mm-hmm. you know, emotion attached to that. But if we can bring Jesus to them in a kindness, gracious mm-hmm. way, yeah. then it, it would change their perspective. Be like, oh, they're not all crazy or they're not right. all, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. And I think if we as Christians have ever before us the gift we've been given in our own forgiveness mm-hmm. and salvation, we will be more eager. Mm-hmm. And I think it's stirring that in us so that we have the spiritual eyes and ears to hear and see opportunities to get excited to move yeah. into someone's life in a way that is, you know, taking them from the flesh into the spiritual. And I, and that's what Jesus did with Nicodemus. You know, mm-hmm. he Nicodemus was so caught up in like, yeah, but you know, what do you mean? You know, like I've already been born once. I can't Mm -hmm. be born again. And Mm -hmm. Jesus is like, oh yes, you can, because there's a spiritual. And so we want to always bring that spiritual dimension into something, but we can only do it if we ourselves are abiding and we ourselves are living in the grace that we have been forgiven. And I mean, yeah. And as we approach Easter, I keep thinking about, you know, the greatest miracle was performed at the grave. Mm -hmm. And yet we fear talking to people in their suffering and we fear meeting them in their grief and we fear talking about hard things of loss. Mm -hmm. And yet those are all incredible places where the the real gift of grace is most received and people's hearts are most tender. And if we would have courage and feel and really walk around realizing like we are holding the greatest treasure of all. Mm -hmm. And I do think we, we, that becomes mundane to Mm -hmm. us as Christians. And therefore we think, well, you know, like, do they really need this? Cause Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. We get, we get bored with our own Christianity. And I think we, for me, if I become stale, if I feel dry, if I'm feeling like I'm not feeling it, I know I need to share the gospel. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah. The newness of salvation, again, is birthed in me yes. when I share it with others and right. I get all excited. I feel like I've been saved all over again. Yeah, yeah. and it, it does like it puts faith in your in your mundane, mm-hmm. you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when life becomes filled with meaning and possibility and going to the gym is not just going to the gym but it's like engaging this right. person that I love and like believing that God loves them yeah. like it changes everything yeah and it takes me out of my self-focus sure too. yeah I think sometimes you know when that's the danger I think about bunker Christianity about staying in like a little hole where it's just the church is it gets so ingrown mm-hmm. and like we're not meant to just be like just in that holy huddle which is great you need it sometimes but there's something that happens when you go out to the world that like makes you so thankful right for friends who love God and can encourage you but it also mm-hmm. makes me aware of like the great treasure like you said that we that we've been given yeah. this this hope yeah. and thinking about people in pain and even that he's a god of all comfort you yeah. know and that i can go up to people and when you offer to pray in their moment of pain you're bringing in the god of comfort yeah. and yeah. he knows what to say yeah. even if we don't 
No, I think a really helpful way also to keep that in the forefront of our minds is serving on host team. Yeah. You know, just standing at the door and greeting people and coming in and not just staying hunkered down and and greeting only the people you see or know and are familiar with on a Sunday morning. But for me, it kind of, it makes me realize like, I'm not here for me. Mm -hmm. I'm here to serve the people walking in the door by opening the door and greeting them and showing them where this is or that is and having a conversation about like, hey, how'd you hear about Antioch? And then I hear it and it, it just, is so refreshing to me and I feel always on those Sundays like I leave with a whole different perspective of who came to church that day and it wakes me up again and makes me more aware and that's just to me like a really easy way to get me out of that and get if I have to talk to if I can talk to strangers at church then Mm -hmm. I can talk to strangers outside in in my daily life (laughs) yeah definitely it makes me think okay so Steve started us this past Sunday on where do we go from here about how when the resurrection happened, the disciples, and he put an exclamation point, you know, I love Steve. The exclamation point. <laughs> I do and, too. And, and, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, but I was like, man, that is so good because it is the compelling of, we're not sharing the gospel. Y'all aren't talking because you're like, man, I had to do it because that Jesus said in Matthew, yeah. Yeah. like go and make disciples. So I guess I will. It's like, there's an excitement of like where do we go from here like where there's endless options so Mm -hmm. let's pick one and let's be like people who are charged with excitement to bring Jesus into a world that really needs him. Right. Yeah. And I think until we get to the point where we realize that our resources just are not going to change the world. Yeah. yeah. And we definitely, as, as a Christianity culture in America, believe that our finances are the most powerful resource mm-hmm. we have, and they're not. That's mm-hmm. a resource Jesus did not have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yet, you know, he gave what he knew they needed and he he was the living water and he set a banquet table for us to come and recline at and when we think in terms of like when we give ourselves Mm -hmm. as holy temples of the whole you know that where the holy spirit resides and the word of god is in us and and we give that to people through time not mm-hmm. through really resources, right. yeah. um, that's when we're going to change the world. Yeah, and definitely. I, I have, see that so much in my ministry, working with under-resourced people that, um, you know, people who are in poverty or have job issues and homelessness issues and drug issues, you know, they're never asking me for money. Yeah. I think we fear that that's what they're asking us for. They, they really want what's real yeah. and they really want what's going to change their world and their life and their future. And that is Jesus. And so when I think afresh and anew that really the best thing for you is Jesus (laughs) at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, that um, then I realize I'm not going to get in the trap of thinking, oh, it's my other resources you're going to want. No, you need Jesus and he's the only hope. And I see it over and over again because of the work I do. Yeah, I love that. But I think too, like knowing that the reality that not everybody is going to receive it. Yeah, I was and gonna... so you have to, like, your expectation shouldn't be for it to, you know, them fall on their face and receive the Lord right there in that moment. But to know that you're planting seeds, like that right. is our only job is right. to go and to plant seeds. And I had this vision actually for Josh for work that he would go in every day and just drop a seed on each person's desk. Mm. And then eventually that person sitting there will realize, hey, there's a pile of seeds here. But like that one seed that they might not realize. But if that's how we live our life and just an obedience to to love people and engage people and just know that, hey, every moment is a seed planted. And Mm -hmm. then hopefully someone else comes along and helps water that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, our job is just plant these little seeds. That's so good. And it takes the pressure off. So I hope that anyone who's hearing this today 
regardless of where they feel like they're at in this, if they've never, if you've never shared the gospel and you're terrified of it, just doing the little tiny step that's you, that yeah. like you're like, okay, Lord, this is where I feel comfortable and I feel like you're asking me to do, not even comfortable, that's a bad thing, but like if I feel prompted to do this and I can physically do it, mm-hmm. I know I'm able to do this, yeah. um, to take that step and to not, to not compare yourself with someone that you think is doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like just start where you're at. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if you don't have all the answers, that's going to give you more impetus to spend time with God, which is awesome. Yeah. And to spend time in the Bible, which is even better. And to be honest with people like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm just learning to follow Jesus too. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm still trying to dig into this, but I want to share what little like that I have yeah. with this person, that honesty, that humility. Yeah. We're not coming. Cause we're like, we have all the answers now. It's just like, actually we found the answer is Jesus right. yeah. and he's teaching us how to walk. Right. And I, I'm sorry. It it helps me when I had, God gave me a vision years ago that I was just a road sign. Like Mm -hmm. I was just a yellow sign with an arrow and it was like Jesus this way and realizing that, oh my goodness, everyone needs him for salvation and sanctification. Mm -hmm. And so all, I don't have to even judge what they need. I just know they need him. And if I'm faithful to that calling, then I can really, like you just said, take the pressure off of the results Mm -hmm. and performing in any way about how to get there and just Mm -hmm. say, I just want to show you where Jesus is today and realize that I know I need him. That's why I was in the word this morning. That's why I worshiped him. And um, I love when people point me back to Jesus because I need more of him too. I was going to say it has, it starts from that, that quiet time with him because it's from the overflow Mm -hmm. in which we can do this. But Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's times where I'm in the word and I'm so engaged. And when I walk out of the door, it's just oozing out of me. But then there's those dry seasons where if I'm not spending time with God, then I go out and then it's like forced. like, mm. oh, give me eyes yeah. to see mm. something. But yeah. it's like, wait a minute. It has to start in that quiet place. Yeah. Out of the love place. That's really good. Mm. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for being on. I'm going to pray for everybody. Yeah. So great. I feel like you, you gave good examples. And um, if this is something that you are listening to, um, anyone who's listening and you want to engage with Linda or Crystal, um, I just feel like you guys are open books about this oh, and you yeah. have plenty of testimony and you also can encourage people. So yeah. don't hesitate to find them at church. Um, but Lord, we are just so thankful that you have equipped every one of us with what we need. And I pray for every person who hears this, um, that there would be a supernatural activation in their heart, Mm -hmm. um, that they would feel excited and not burdened. And father, I thank you that it doesn't matter if we think we're extroverted or introverted or wherever we are on the spectrum, if we're a busy mom or a working man, whatever, that you, you want to use us. You haven't sidelined us. You're not waiting for us to get everything lined up, um, but that your, your great commission to go, just mm-hmm. like go and make disciples, that you're going to be with us. That's why it's so powerful. Yeah. So we thank you for the gift of your presence and for the gift of this time. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Thank we'll you. See you next yeah. was great. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening with us today. If you would like any further information or resources, you can visit AntiochIndy.com or find us on Instagram at AntiochIndy.